Hi, everyone. My name is Christopher Bruce, and uh, today I have the pleasure of being joined by Caroline Rena, and she is a spiritual life and leadership coach. Uh, we're both down here in the Palm Beach uh, County area, but I know she helps um, people in, in a lot of different places. And today we're going to talk about a very important subject, and that is healing from parental alienation, but also other traumas. And Carolyn has a very unique story. She's kind of lived through um, some, you know, really tough stuff about what we're talking through and came out on the other side and, and now helps people um, deal with uh, this and just overall make their lives better. So I guess without further ado, um, thank you for joining us and um, maybe just tell people a little bit about uh, yourself and we'll get into it. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Um, hi, my name is Caroline Rena, as he said, and um, I, I'll start off with a little bit of my story. Uh, I have gone through or been through parental alienation. Um, we generally try not to use the terminology, and there's so many different variations of it, but um, we'll stick with that for now. But it, it's been going on with me for just a little over 20 years. Uh, it started out where um, it was so long ago that you couldn't even really find any information out online and I didn't even know what it was for three years. I just knew something was happening, but I was yeah. the day that my ex-husband left with my children, there was a story behind there of, you know, going on medication, different things like that. And I was so depressed. I was on the floor in the house that we had just purchased a few months prior in the dark. I hadn't been eating and um, I was just in such a place, I call it a dark night of the soul. And that dark night of the soul was, I felt so alone and so powerless and you know, he had taken the kids with him and he, I was in Pennsylvania at the time so he had driven down to Virginia. Yeah. And uh, so basically, um, you know, within three days of that I had a friend come up and visit with me and help me get through that. I hadn't eaten in months and she was helping me out with that. And then I made a decision. I wasn't going to let, um, now when I say this, I don't say it in terms of, cause nobody wins in this situation. Um, yeah. I say it where I didn't want to, him to win where I ended up in a rubber room. Um, so I made a decision yeah. and I went, uh, I ended up setting up an appointment in a, um, women's shelter and found out like started the beginnings of what was happening because I didn't understand. So it was like emotional abuse, um, controlling yeah. and all that type of thing. So, um, for that particular thing was the beginning of my healing journey. And throughout the 20 years I, I've done, um, you know, as I was going through situations with my children, I have my son who is now 31, my daughter who is now, how old am I, 25. And um, throughout the journey and throughout going um, through alienation, I was also healing myself because I knew that what yeah. was happening wasn't working and I kept crashing in on myself. and and like completely losing it and my emotions would rise. I couldn't even be in court, <laughs> obviously, because every time yeah. I went in there, I was like, eh, you know, no matter even whether I had an attorney with me or not, I was always in this position of just, I was so fearful because of all the things that had happened. And in that process, I, I really learned a lot about, um, you know, dealing with emotions, healing from the emotions, working with the emotions, 
Um, and I use things like uh, Native American spirituality to help me heal. I used meditation. Um, I had this other thing that was very helpful for me that I've, I've um, shown, I've already shown you, right? It's just yeah. this thing called <laughs> shaking. Like when you're in this complex PTSD motor, you're like nervous about something and you walk away, go to the bathroom, hide in the bathroom, whatever. And you just sit there and you go like this. It just gets that energy out and helps center you. Mm -hmm. and that's some of, those are some of the things that I've learned and some of the tools that I work with people. Um, to to be able to guide them through this stuff so um yeah so it's just been this this like up and down roller coaster journey of the direction to go in and what to do and how to center myself and you know if you saw me even a couple of years ago i would still be in i was in isolation and you know it just it took a lot of uh decision making process and um and uh um just I don't know what, I don't know what it was. It just, it was something that just yeah. moved me to, to get out of that and help other people. And I think that was part of it. So, um, and it's, uh, I mean, I, I know we've, we've, we've spoken a few times before, uh, we did the recording today, but I mean, you really went through a lot with, you know, having your relationship with your, your kids, um, affected, but now, I mean, I think you've, you've done what some of my clients talk about wanting to do one day and, You've really, you know, formed your life around helping other people who are kind of going through the type of situation you're in, but also other life um, challenges um, through, you know, your work as a, a life and, you know, spiritual leadership coach, maybe kind of a whole, from a holistic approach with some cool music stuff that we're going to talk about a little bit too. Yeah. Um, but I, I was uh, just curious before we talk about some of the projects that you're, you're doing, um, for people who are listening to this, who um, maybe they're they're going through a divorce and they're feeling like you know their their spouse or, or the other parent is trying to turn their children against them, which you know it it does does happen. I mean, parental alienation is is real. It's it's atrocious, but it does happen. But maybe for somebody who might be living that in the moment or is fearing going through it. Um, you know, leave the law to the lawyers, but do you have any tips as somebody who's lived through this stuff as to how somebody might prioritize, you know, their life and, and their healing to come through on, on the other side of, of, you know, something as serious as parental alienation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just general, really simple things, especially with the kids, because the kids have a tendency to parrot um, the parent that they're with whether or not they're with them full-time or not. Um, and when you're dealing with someone who's potentially a narcissist, they're going yeah. to, you know, bring back whatever they say. I mean, kids parrot anyway. They, they listen. That's one of the things that I tell people is that um, kids don't learn through being told what to do. They learn by watching, but they do hear what, yeah. what, what what's being said, and they will repeat i mean you've heard you've got little children you've heard them do that i'm oh, sure yeah. <laughs> i don't want this morning <laughs> right yeah so yeah. so i mean basically some of the things that that i generally recommend um is one of the things we call is dripping love um if you're not with your children or you are but it's like you know you're you're going through the the weekly um back and forth um custody you know um, always send them texts. Always let them know that you're there, at least in spirit. 
you know, that you're thinking of them, that you love them. And it doesn't have to be anything major. It's just, hey, I was thinking about you. You know, I, you know, I went into the store and I saw this thing. You love those things and it made me think about, you yeah. know, little things like that is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think is so important to understand is that when you are going through something like this, never make your, your anger of your spouse more important than the love for your child. Because when you important. yeah, when you do that, it's like it, it, it immediately shifts the energy, and your your ch- your children can are energetic beings. I, I also do energy work, so for those of you who are mm-hmm. into more metaphysical stuff, you know you can you get that part. But <laughs> um, we are all you could walk into a room and you can feel the energy of the room, and sometimes it feels great. And you want to be at this function or whatever you go to, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like I want to get out and walk the other direction. So that's kind of the same thing with kids. They can feel your energy. If you're angry, they can feel that. Even if you don't even know you're angry, they, they'll feel it. So make sure that you do, I, you know, I mean, I can provide tools or something like deep breathing exercises. really important mm-hmm. to just kind of center yourself so you don't appear or don't send out that energy with them. But having said that, just very important, never make how you feel about your soon-to-be ex-spouse or ex-spouse more important than the child. Um, and then the last thing that I've done before, and there's plenty other, there are other things as well. Um, the, la- the other thing was uh, back when this started for me, I literally had a 32-gallon bin full of copies of things that I sent to my children of, of everything yeah. you know, because I didn't know if they were going to get it. I even took, I took pictures of yeah. pictures and pictures of cards and pictures of letters mm. and emails that I sent to them. And I just kept them in this bin. And um, just in case, you know, I mean, someday that they're going to yeah. do it. So I have a lot. I still have a lot of that stuff, but my 32-gallon bin is now like this. So um, it's just being able to at least hold that space for them because um, your space needs to be a safe space. So between having that stuff for them when they ever come back and they have questions, did you send me anything? Did you, you know, daddy, daddy or mommy said you didn't love me. Um, but you're, you know, I see then, then you show them, no, this is what I sent you. So you have that make a journal to them, write letters to them and put them in a journal for future when they potentially can come back. The other piece of that is do your healing work. You have to be centered. You have to be um, in yourself. You have to not be so agitated that the child feels that. And when you're centered, they feel safe. So it's important that that um, that uh, thing happens for you because yeah. these kids really, they're so confused they're they're angry they're hurt they don't know what they're being told lies they don't know who's telling the truth but they're going to believe the person that they're with at the time so staying your in your lane so to speak and and just don't force anything do not ever force your story on them no matter what they're being told by the other parent don't tell them anything different because they're not going to understand you anyway and that's a big one especially i would think for you know, you as an attorney, because there's the story and then there's the story and then somewhere in the middle of that oh, is yeah. the truth. <laughs> and and everybody wants to believe that their perception or their whatever is the truth. Even if it is, the kids aren't gonna understand it. So yeah. um yeah, so those are those are some of the biggest things I think are important, especially at the get go, um, for parents. 
Well, thank you for, for sharing that. And I think that's a lot of what um, people who are going through this or are fearing, um, you know, having a, a difficult or high conflict type divorce, um, you know, like I think all that stuff can really stand to benefit them. And we've, we've spoken a lot about the different things that you're, you're working on really to try to, um, at least in my perception, help um, the people who went through the, the, the type of um, thing that you went through and, and other challenges in life. But maybe tell me a little bit about some of those projects that, that you're working on because you've got some really interesting stuff and we want get, to get the word out about it. Yeah, I appreciate that question. Um, there are a lot of projects I'm working on because there's so many different avenues to uh, healing that um, can be done. Um, what I, what I, one of the biggest projects, obviously, is um, as a coach, I also work with um, a partner on a, a group or a page on Facebook called Silent Voices. And yeah. what, what we do with that is we um, interview uh, people who parents or any, really anyone who have been through a trauma and we just go through same kind of basically the same kind of questions here but like maybe what their trauma was what they what mm -hmm. their healing journey was what they did to you know rise above and then the types of things that they are doing now to advocate or help other people and um you know how how they've gotten past all that so we do that on silent voices um, and then I have another big project that we're working on that there's a, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Childress who's pretty popular in the um, realm of parental alienation. He's a psychiatrist on the, on the West Coast. Um, and he was telling us that this is like this major thing because no one's ever done anything like this before. So I'm really excited. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But um, we do actually have a platform that does exist and it's working. It's called Guardians and Gatekeepers. And um, what we do with guardians and gatekeepers is we invite professionals in the field, such as yourself, to do teachings or, um, you know, maybe conversations or something. And then we have a platform, a teachable platform where it's like a course, somewhat like a course. And we put these, um, these speakers in there. And you can talk about the types of things that you do and how it, you mm -hmm. know, how it affects people, what they can do, things that can help them. You can, you know, they're, at some point we're going to have other things added to it, but these are the things that we're talking about right now. But it's really exciting because no one's done this. And it was as a result of the virus coming uh, that came. <laughs> and what happened was is we had, we had a conference set up in Lakeland in Florida. And... Um, that got shut down because it was more than 50 people and uh we just had to flip real fast and make it work so we turned that into this um online conference that's available that at this point right now we we're, we're charging 50 dollars, and you get all kinds of information for an entire year and you know it includes different things from attorneys and and um psychiatrists and therapists and you know which which will lead me into my next thing music and healing and all kinds of different things so it's for parents it's for um professionals it's for all kinds of people so that's really exciting one that's one of the things i'm working on uh with some other my partners um and then the the other big thing is my my life partner and musical partner um, Noel New and I, he's a, he's a licensed psychotherapist in the this, in this state of Florida. And with the work I do with coaching, we work together not only uh, with family healing, conscious family healing, 
We also have a little duo together that is called In Divinity <laughs> Healing Medicine Music. And um, we play it at 432 hertz, which is actually a healing vibration. It's the normal tuning of, a, of, a, um, of an instrument is at 440. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been around for a while, but we tune down to 432. And um, the words in the songs that we use, which are reminiscent of like 70s folk rock, um, are based off of my healing journey, his healing journey, our journey together, and it just connects with other people in the, in the world, and it's very powerful healing type music. We are also, we had started working on, and I'm not sure if that's going to go through yet or not, depending on what happens, you know, with future as far as the virus piece goes, but we were <laughs> Yeah, what is going to happen? I won't ask you that no, question. But. Right, right. Um, yeah, we had started doing this uh, workshop where we taught people how to write music, but the workshop obviously involves being in, in a location. <laughs> so we're trying to kind of rework that and see how that's going to work, but that was really powerful. That's some powerful healing work in there. Um, and then I think that's, um, oh, and I have two um, groups, which I'll mention um, how to find it later. One, they're both called Glimmers of Hope on Facebook. Um, and those are just support, love and support groups. There's no, bi no gender, no biases, no nothing. It's all about love and support. Um, and I've got the moms group and then there's an all-inclusive family group. So especially people have discovered that they are not alone in, in, within these groups now. Um, so yeah, I think that's enough, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot of what we, we spoke about, it, it, I think, um, before we did this is your, your real focus, um, when it comes to helping people. Um, and, you know, both I think as a person, but also professionally, is is the focus on healing mm -hmm. and helping people, um, you know, feel better about themselves, and maybe just maybe talk for a few moments about the interplay, about some of your different projects, but the the modalities you you use and and helping people heal. It's it's some really interesting um, stuff, and it's not like cookie cutter out of, out of, out of the box, uh, stuff. Maybe talk about, you know, about that a little bit, because I think people would be helped to know the different options that are, that are out there to help them feel better when they've been through a real trauma, you know, including something like parental alienation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, let me, let's see, I'll start with the, um, family, uh, the conscious family healing. So my partner, as I said, is a therapist, and um, he works with teenagers, or that age, somewhere between the teenage 13 to 18 age group, mm -hmm. maybe even a little older than that. And I work with um, the parents. And we have, I'll just use one example, we have a family where the, he's seeing the son, and I'm seeing the mother. And... It, it just, it amazes me. We've been seeing, he's been seeing the son since he was six years old. So it's like, they, they love him. So he's been with them for a while. The mom came to me in January because of some of the things that she's been dealing with. And as a result of the alienation um, stuff, because the kids were with her and then they decided to move out in with the dad. Um, what is amazing is that part of the work I do um, with, uh, the coaching is I use a form of inner child work and energy work together and work through some of the traumas that 
occurred when um, she was a child to help her to see why she does some of her behaviors and why things are happening yeah. at this point in her life and teaching her tools on a daily thing like if something traumatic or something just overwhelming or whatever comes up how to deal with that in the moment like breathe like again breathing deep breathing so the transformation not only that i have seen in her since january it is it started about a month and a half ago because of the work he's doing with the son to start moving into the entire family because now I'm hearing about the daughter I'm hearing about her husband now I'm hearing about the boyfriend of the daughter you know all these different things so the work between the two of us is actually healing mm -hmm. the whole family dynamic uh, you know and this is nothing we, we we just didn't decide one day look it up and say oh this is what to do and da, 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 da. it was just something that just worked out that way and it was incredible oh yeah yeah, and and it was it's, it's so powerful. I can see the shift in in my client and the shift in in um, her son. And you know, it's just he, the son now is actually standing up to his father and setting boundaries with his father. He's eighteen, and it's like he couldn't do that in you know six months ago. And and I think it had to do with how I was working also with his mother. You know, because his mother was just not knowing mm -hmm. what to do with him, right? And so, yeah, I mean, that's just a powerful example of, of the type of work that, that we do together and, so, you know, and separately. Um, the other thing about the music um, I want to bring up is that music is healing um, so powerfully with the vibration and the frequency of music that um, yeah. a few years ago, my partner, um, Noel, also changed the frequency on his guitar from 440 to 432, which I, I explained earlier is a healing frequency. And so 432 actually works with the frequency of the earth, which is about 7.8283 to 8. They say 8. Oddly enough, doctors have found that the frequency in the brain is also at 8. So um, we connect with the earth that way, and then the 432 actually works together with the eight to produce healing in the body. So um, huh. that's one of the frequencies that we're using, and it goes down to the cellular level and helps to, helps to heal. Um, and then the words, of course, you know, are very healing as well. So um, oh, yeah, yeah. But the music, I mean, the words you hear, it goes into the mind. The music goes directly into the body. So there's that mind-body connection that we work with. And then there's another frequency that we're, we just started, excuse me, working on um, yesterday, which is a 444 yeah. frequency. So we're going to be, that's more to come on that one, but I'm just really excited because <laughs> we're checking all these new frequencies out and seeing what happens with them because it really shifts a lot of things. Um, so trying to think, oh, and um, yeah, I think I pretty much said like the types of people that um, we work with, we can work with groups um online i don't know about that workshop yet obviously but um parents children um you know anybody who's been traumatized it doesn't necessarily have to do with alienation because in in, in effect all yeah. of us have been traumatized in some way or another whether we recognize it it could have been it doesn't have to be from the home it could have been from you know growing yeah. up it could be from anywhere so big big from trauma to triumph is our is our little mantra so that's that's the work we do revolving around that. Well, um, 
I guess speaking of, of work, one of the things that, you know, you and I spent some time uh, talking about is a documentary that you were part of, and it's called Erasing Family. Um, maybe tell us a little bit more about that and, and you know, what you're trying to bring awareness to um, through the, the documentary. Yeah, um, well, I mean, mainly the documentary is for reunification. It's to explain, you know, to show what's going on out there. Um, they, I, I don't, there's pieces of it, you know, they talk about the courts, they talk about um, how the children are affected by decisions made by the adults, which always happens anyway, regardless of whether it's an alienation or not, children are always yeah. affected. Um, <clears throat> uh, the reunification, as I talked about before, is important um, because you, you, we need to be um, centered and healthy, mentally healthy to reunify because it won't stick if we're yeah. not. So that's what when I you do. talk about reunification, you mean between the child and the parent, right? Just yeah, so everybody's following. Yes, yes because, because um, I'll, I'll go into like a little bit of the statistics in a minute, but basically erasing family has some, you know, I, I'm one of the interviewed uh, parents in the family or in the movie and um it just shows the process of what happened for from the child's perspective and shows how the child reunified with the parent and, and not just in my case but in other cases and how the child feels about what's going on so you get like an inkling of what's happening um from the child adult child's perspective in there as well um so statistically and i'm gonna uh, I'm going to read something out real quick because it's important because this is what it came from. This is the reason why Racing Family is out there. Maybe I, I'll just read that first. Is that our, we'll do that first. Yeah, I think so. And we, we talked about this quote before, mm -hmm. but I mean, it, 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 it gets people's attention. So, I, yeah, I think it would be a good, good thing to go over here. Okay, perfect. Um, all right, so you can close your eyes or not, um, but imagine you're a child. And then imagine you're told that one of your parents isn't good enough, isn't fit to raise you, or doesn't want to see you. Now, as the child, imagine after 16 to 18 years of having very little contact with that parent, you become an adult and realize that none of that was true. And that parent fought to see you and was actually a fit and loving parent and now realize that this is not happening to just one kid. This is happening to upwards uh, of 22 million to 25 million parents and double that with children. And then this is just in the United States alone. So the other uh, statistic is that um, it's also happening in 70 to 80 percent of the countries in the world and what this causes the mental health ramifications that it causes um, with parents and children um, but we need to obviously we need to focus on the children as parents that's why we need this is why we need to heal um, there's depression anxiety addictions and the the worst piece of this is um, is suicide because with parents and children and it's just too much. I mean, our society, we're, we're dependent on these kids to, to run this society, yeah. you know, in, in the future. And if we're not thinking about the ramifications, what do we do with this, you know? So, yeah, so that's important to know how big this is and worldwide uh, situation or issue. 
It's, I mean, people talk about, I guess, the, the word now with uh, this, we're recording this during coronavirus is a uh, pandemic, but I mean, it's really, this is a pandemic that I think um, it's affecting so many people, but unlike, you know, flipping on the news and you, you hear all about the virus, there's so few people understand what this is or how it uh, affects people in the present time, but not only that, how does it affect the future generations of our society, you know, that 15 to 25 years down the road when they're adults and they have relationships and they have families? It's, it's. I mean, you don't, you know, if you've read up on attachment theory and things like that, you know how, how big of a deal it can be. But it's, I mean, it. This is this is affecting the generations of tomorrow. It's all over the place, and so so few people know that it's even happening. Right. Yeah. And that's why that's why the film is out to to bring the awareness. Awareness is so important for people to understand. I mean, if you're in a, I'm going to use the word, but I I quote it, normal family, and you don't ha you don't know what that is. You've never heard of it. Then you just keep going through life. But all these other people are still being affected. And, and this society is still being run by these children who end up growing up. And, you know, I mean, they've already been through all this um, trauma growing up. And these, these, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that piece of it because that's not me. I really honestly, and I've said this to you before, I think the child, the adult children yeah. who have gone through this are the answers to what we, um, what, what's happening right now because they are literally coming up slowly but surely to speak up about what happened especially once they realize what ha what happened and they feel guilty and that's not that shouldn't have to happen they feel guilty for pushing that other parent yeah. out of their life and at the same time they don't know how to connect with that other parent so there's so that's where the confusion just keeps on going so if we as parents start by not like i said earlier by um, you know, making the child more important than the anger for the other parent and they're getting locked into this crazy, you know, um, child or um, custody battle or, you know, whatever, that's not the answer. That isn't, the answer is the healing work with yourself and being calm, <laughs> as calm as you can and being there for your child because they need you no matter what age they are and they don't even yeah. know it in some cases because of this. So... Um, hopefully that answered that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's this, this stuff is incredibly important. It affects, um, if it's not affecting you, it's affecting somebody around you. And that's, that's the bottom line. And if it's not affecting them now, it, it, it's going to be affecting them, you know, in the future. And I don't know that there's a simple instant answer to it. And I think that's, you know, just the, the issue of bringing awareness that the problem is actually existing, I think is, is the first um, you know, major thing that can happen to try to help um, people collectively maybe find, you know, um, an answer or answers to, you know, what is a significant, I think probably largely hidden to, to many people problem. Um, you know, and I guess, Carolyn, if somebody's listening to this and, you know, what you're talking about um, is resonating with them, um, what can they do to get in touch with you and, and find out about uh, some of the, the resources that you have to offer and, and the documentary and, and just how you might be able to um, help them heal. Yeah. Um, okay. So I mentioned earlier the, the different um, uh, resources on Facebook. We have uh, Silent Voices. 
Um, it's actually Silent Voices for the Children, and I, I know there's another one out there that's similar, but the picture has like a little baby um, reaching up with his with the hands. Um, and you can join us yeah. on that page. We're we're establishing it right now, but we have videos the videos on there, like I talked about earlier. Um, and then we have uh, Glimmers of Hope. And there are two groups, like I said, and they're groups. They're not pages. Um, one group is... These are Facebook groups. So if you're to look for groups on Facebook with these names, um, and we'll have them, um, I think, up on the screen when this is um, edited um, and everything. But um, yeah. so they're Facebook groups. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's good. Um, and so uh, Glimmers of Hope, um, the, the one group is strictly for mothers. I started that one first. It's got almost 500 moms in there. So you're definitely not alone. Um, and the reason I started that is because I could find nothing for years and it took a long time to grow that group, but there are women in there, they come in and out, they don't stay all the time sometimes, but they're in there, they're supporting each other and they're, um, and they're loving each other. And it's like, if anything ever comes in that makes it not safe, it's a, it's a, what are they, the private group or a closed group? I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. It, it's visible, but it's not accessible unless you, you know, unless I let you in, you have to answer a couple of questions to get in. Um, but I keep it, I, my intent is to keep it a safe space. There's, I wanted to bring up, there's no bias. I don't, I won't tolerate, um, you know, dads and moms saying, oh, well, because you're, I'm mad at my ex-husband or ex-wife and I got to be mad at all, or from mom's perspective, I got to be mad at all men. Yeah. It's not true because there are dads out there that are so incredible that are, are not able to see their kids and vice versa. You know, it, it's just, I don't even go there. So anyway, so I've got the moms group, alienated moms, and then the dads group, or not dads, it's a mix of um, grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, adult children if they want to, moms, dads, whatever, whoever else wants to be in there, I call it glimmers of hope, all inclusive. So um, that one's a little bit smaller. I started that later. I haven't been pushing it a lot, but I'm trying to get that set up where there's more, um, you know, movement in there and uh, yeah. to get more because because the grandparents are important as well because they're they're the, they're the wisdom oh, yeah. of, of our lives you know i mean we need them in there and these children need the grandparents just as much as they need the parents um and then um i have my website which is um caroline rena c-a-r-o-l-i-n-e-r-e-n-a.com and that shows kind of a little bit about my story. We're revamping some of that stuff, so it may change a little bit, but it gives my story. It, it has that, a links and access to the information about Erasing Family. Um, it's got a little bit about the music in there. Um, and I can't think of what else it has in there at the moment. And then the other one is the music, which is um, In Divinity Productions. Okay, got to spell that. Um, I-N-D-I-V-I-N-I-T-Y productions with an S dot com. And on there, you're going to see eventually we're working on that and we're going to incorporating all of it under in Divinity Productions. So you'll be able to get all the information you want to find in there. You have access to me as a coach. You'd have access to him as a therapist or a coach because he does coaching as well, my partner um, and the music. And... Um, let me see. I think that's pretty much it with the connection. And for the, the people, I know, um, you know, hopefully soon in uh, Palm Beach County, we'll go back to where you can like see people in person again and this fires thing will be done. Um, but 
Um, for the people who um, you're not coaching in person, I mean, is it fair to say that your your coaching practice really doesn't have geographic um, boundaries on on who you can help? And yeah, yeah. I mean, I can. I've I've been on the phone with people from uh, Australia, the UK, um, other parts of this country. Yeah. So it's kind of telehealth, but I wouldn't really. I'm not considered a, yeah. a therapist. So. <laughs> Yeah. Very very similar though. You don't have to be in the South Florida area to benefit right. from um, your advice. Right. Yes. Um, absolutely. And then join us in the groups, and you'll get a whole bunch of um, you know really positive um, free information, um, ideas. The interviews with these these people who've done the healing work that are do thing, doing things like I'm working on. Uh, they've got ideas of things that I haven't even thought of about their, with their journey. So, you know, I mean, it's like, we're just trying to mingle and mix everybody. So, you know, between not feeling alone and feeling like there's a way out and there is, and you just, all you have to do is make a decision really to, to take a step. And because, because of your child, because of our future, you know, in the future generations. Well, thank you, uh, Caroline, and um, it's, um, again, my name's Christopher Bruce, but I've had the pleasure of being joined by Caroline Rena, and her website is uh, carolinereina.com, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-R-E-N-A.com, but we'll have all the information um, up um, in the video, and uh, just thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk about uh, what is a very personal story, but, uh, you know, um, something that... I think can allow a lot of people to hopefully have hope to heal and, and get better and be a happier um, person um, each and every day. Yeah, and that that's my intention. And I want to thank thank you as well because my experiences over the years, I have really you're the you're the first um, attorney I've run into that is like gets it. <laughs> so you know because you you're living it. I mean you're living the experience with your clients. So I'm I'm really grateful that there's somebody that there are people out there. You're not the only one I know, but my first experience. So thank you so much for even you know doing this because this is so important for these people. It's just about love and healing and you know there's nothing more really than that and health. You know, so thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much.